0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sustainable Finance Podcast. My name is Paul Ellis, and I'm your host for these programs about developments in this fast-growing industry. Green Scooter works at the cutting edge of the latest trends in renewable energy and urban transportation. The company manufactures a unique range of electric scooters designed for both commuter and cargo use. Welcome to our Sustainable Finance podcast conversation about South Africa's first all-electric e-hailing platform and related food online delivery marketplace. Join me in welcoming Vizile Dlamini, the founder and CEO of Scooter, to today's episode. Vizile assured me that Green Scooter's three-wheeler EVs are just the entry point of this growing market in Africa for Africa. We're going to hear about his plan from day one, which has been to start a company that creates employment and builds Africa's transport technology skills for the future. Hello, Fazile, and welcome to the Sustainable Finance
1: Podcast. Hi, Paul. Um, Thank you for having me. Um, What an introduction. It's it's always weird. It's always weird. (laughs) Uh, Yourself getting introduced, you're like, wow. Yeah. That sounds really weird. I wonder who that guy is.
0: <laughs> well, we're gonna find out because he's gonna tell us today, right now. So <laughs> Fazalia, let's begin by you telling our sustainable finance podcast followers about your intention to create a transportation solution for the first mile and the last mile of a commuter's journey.
1: Yeah. Um so when 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 I started the whole journey, um it was literally from seeing something we see every day as as commuters or as as just the general public, which is um, I saw um, an elderly woman step out of a taxi and looking at where I was at the time, she had to walk her last mile to get home. And that particular part of the journey, I mean, it's something we always see, like you walk out of your gate, you walk to your next taxi rank or bus station or bus stop, whatever, whatever have you, uh, to eventually have access to your first mile or, or of your transport journey, because then your mid mile becomes the what connects you to that other side, and then your final mile is obviously getting to work or getting to school. And when I looked at when when, when I looked at that lady, I was like, I felt sorry for her because I felt that um, people need do not have to be subjected to such. You know, I I felt that. Um, we needed something that was going to be affordable. I mean, there was Uber at the time, which was literally budding within South Africa. It was that e-hailing platform, and I had worked on numerous ideas in terms of how to um, rethink um, Uberization as a model, be it for people, be it for cargo, or other 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 alternative experiences. And it was that lady, and I, and I, and I still say to this day that she was my divine intervention, <laughs> which um, I believe
0: in fully, completely.
1: <laughs> yeah. So it was looking look, at the place that I was in the country at the time. It's a really, really hot and humid place. So um when I was thinking about this idea, which is just gnawing at my brain, um I just thought about heat, I thought about energy, and I thought about affordability and cost efficiency. And if and that was literally how I thought about it at the time was that I can't create another Uber because it's expensive. Um I can't I can't create I can't create something that somebody else can say, me too. I wanted to create something that people say, huh? I wonder how that works. So I've I I I love problems and I like looking for them. So um that was it, you know, coming up with Um, An idea to try and solve three things, which is what I call transportation as a service, business model innovation, and clean energy. So, the best way to try and kick this thing off would be through micromobility, um, how it can be interpreted within a developing uh, world. Uh, Because, again, if you look at how it's applied in Europe, it's very much different uh, because of how everything is so close to one another uh, as to how it would be applied. In, even in America, or even in China, and South Africa, um, which, which our countries are very large, you know, they're very huge. Um, the spatial planning um, breaks it up like that. So that's how I've, I've been looking at it. And I think, like you know, over time, uh, constantly flirting with this problem, um, learning and learning a lot of things, you you realize that we still have a very long way to go.
0: Yes, that's for sure. Now, what you're describing, though, at the moment is what you call the ZB. Is that what it's called? Is that the name the name of the fully electric vehicle on three wheels? And as you said already through this uh, story, um, it's targeted at daily commuters, uh, first-mile and last-mile commuters. Now, what about consumers? who would like to own an affordable electric vehicle for short- to medium-term distance trips. Vizile, is that the same vehicle that we'd be talking about or something different?
1: Currently, this this would be the same vehicle we're talking about. Um, um, Just to also tell you, there's other developments that we're also busy with, which we hope to make an announcement of uh, later on in the year. Mm -hmm. Um, This is, you know, scooter literally going 2.0. Um again, I mean, you look at the type of market that like a three-wheeler functions in, you know, um, from a passenger transport thrives really, really well in other African countries. Must remember, like, South Africa is a very different country. It's a very it's a highly developed country. Um, it has all the infrastructure that a lot of no African country can literally come close to. So you find yourself um um Dealing with a very conservative market, a conservative market that loves sticking to what 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 they know. Um, so when you look at passenger transport, you there's a lot there's a lot of psychology that you have to like you know shift and change for people to try and understand and um, conscientize themselves on. Um, so what I hope is that and what I had hoped when I started is that people will see it as a as a as a cool, uh, nimble, lean uh, alternative. Uh, for personal use but again not all people see things the same way and like i said what literally dictates what people purchase from a vehicle perspective in a country like south africa is a spatial planning and that's because people work uh, they live very far from work Um, but where we've managed to find our our groove um, is within the cargo delivery space and how we've now, we've, we've, we're have we've literally, we're onto something really amazing right now, um, especially with the different partners that we're working with. So we're redefining um, uh, first mile, last mile delivery, especially first mile, because first mile, a lot of people talk about it, but not within this uh, particular space we're operating in. But I'm hoping that over time, just to close off with this answer, I'm hoping that within the next five years, um we will be developing and we would have developed and launched uh two two new products, two newer products, those for like a delivery van one, something I'm really passionate about. I'm really, really trying to achieve. And also an SUV. If I don't go into the SUV or oh, SUV passenger passenger vehicle market, um, but I when 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 you look when you look at the data in terms of what is the most consumed type of vehicle. Like even in America, it's a, it's a pickup truck, pickup truck is number one sales. I think, um, always in America. <laughs> so, so you look at that and you translate it into South Africa, it's the commercial. So like a delivery van or a pickup truck also is, is very popular. So when we now look at which market we're trying to tackle, I'm now focused on this particular segment. Again, I think it's something that will mature it with time because it's why we're trying to solve that particular problem within that market segment. You know? Um what are we trying to do better? Who's contributing the most in when it comes to carbon emissions? What what charging networks are we looking at? Um yeah. I was about to go off on another tangent.
0: <laughs> That's okay, but I what you're describing now, I believe, is what you call the ZB cargo. Uh, at least in the current version. It's a beefier cousin of the ZB, which sp- sports a secure cargo hold instead of passenger seats. And it can be used for quick and easy deliveries around town or as a business hub on wheels. Is Am I correct about this? Is this what you're talking about?
1: Yeah, um, that, is, that, is, that is exactly it. Um, and where we are, like right now, we're we got some some great blue chip clients um one that i'm really really proud of uh, that we're working with through another uh, company called Triplo is pepsico so we are now the first we're the first um african owned company to be supplying uh pepsico um with electric vehicles which are being utilized for uh delivery purposes again that's the that's the niche that we've managed now to like really master and understand um, and obviously, I think it's it's the science behind making it work that that that's also making making this an incredulous journey that we're, that we're taking with the with the with the FMCG company. Um, so the cargo, which is right behind me here, um, I mean, we're carrying about three hundred to four hundred ki- kilograms of, of goods. Uh, a driver has a three point safety belt. Um, so the guy is pretty safe, you know when he's when he's doing when he's doing any performing any task uh, that he had that he that he needs to do. but um Paul, I'm gonna tell you now, um our scooter 2.0 is what's gonna blow everything. Away. <laughs>
0: okay. Well, listen. That's very exciting. You're saying you're su- suggesting that that's going to be developing. You're developing that new technology over the next couple of years. Is that right? A- um, few months.
1: We're, we're actually we've been busy with it. Uh, so we're. I mean, I think right now we're as far as uh, just working out what your what our master documents are going to look like. So we're still not, we are in being, I think for me, what, what the, the stance I've decided to take as a, as a CEO of the company is, um, it's always been great chasing market share, um, cause it, it's it's a rush. So everyone is trying to rush for some quick EV solution. That's going to help revolutionize and make us look cool. But all of those products are like imported from different parts of the country, mostly China uh on the planet mostly china and it's something that i do not want for ourselves uh, as a company um and i don't want that for for for, for even africa you know um i mean we are blessed with abundant we're blessed with with with, with all of these uh, natural resources that make up uh, these particular uh, uh electric vehicles which is like what i call it is the arc reactor you know like iron man so, Iron Man has an arc reactor. So, we're pretty much, you know, very much capable in developing such technologies. Um, so, yeah, I mean, sorry, I was just going off another thing. That's okay. That's
0: okay. Now, Fazili, you have a strong background in strategy, marketing, digital, and social media. How are you and your team building sustainability into a new generation of electric vehicle mobility brands that are shaping local commuter and consumer markets through co-creation. I mean, I, this is a two-sided uh, deal, right? If you don't have the consumers, you, you can't sell the vehicles. So how is that going? How, how are you anticipating what consumers are looking for and providing those things to them? And it sounds like you're, you're full-scale growth uh, and you've got some very good uh, companies
1: that you're already working with. Seven years ago when I started the company, mm-hmm um I, came, I i told no one about it not even my family and um i was slowly working on this product that i really really believe that um even as a service could serve a function because initially i wanted to i was i was i was literally planning on launching uh the the fully electric e-hailing platform we had worked with certain uh, individuals etc and then we had like you know backlash from a uh, I call it from a political perspective, which is like your taxi associations, et etc. So eventually you choose your battle. Um, and like I was saying earlier is that it it's, it's all it's all great and while well chasing market share. but if you don't if you don't have technology in your corner, you really have nothing. And that's why I firmly believe that at that time I learned very early that it's either you choose to be flexible, you choose to be reliable, and that's those are the principles which I've taken, and with the team we're now rolling out with all the particular uh, companies we're working with that are believing in us. Because I think the bottom line is: Can green scooter deliver on what it promises? Um, it is is not the most fun journey. It's probably like uh, it's, it's something that's making me age really, really uh, badly. <laughs> I understand what you're saying, <laughs> yeah but to 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 your question um when I started uh Paul like to be honest, um hence I, I just wanted to go back to the original story was that I believe that if I build they will come yeah I, I I studied strategic corporate communications, but I found myself being an engineer by experience and I think that 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 happens a lot for a lot of people that are um that have addictive addictive personalities on positive things on um things that are life changing um when when i when i find myself in something i just like just keep on i'm, I'm a dog that's just looking for this bone i'll keep digging until i find <laughs> it uh, and that's what i that's what i did with the company so again it's it's the story that you tell it's the story that you share um it's 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 proving yourself wrong And when people see this resilience, when people see this, um, that this guy is not going anywhere anytime soon, like we've seen a lot of brands, uh, a lot of people come and go within the space and people will buy the product, which is great, but they'll also buy the vision of the person. So, I mean, DeLorean, DMC um, was a great product. It's just over time, it just got, you know, it got toxic for itself. And I hope that we also don't go that particular path. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, we built, people came, we showed, we took many, many losses. I mean, I paid my school fees. I'm still paying my school fees. Um, and, you know, it's also one thing I had to learn over the past two months, uh, because of having supply chain constraints, it is being open and honest with your customers. Like people, pay, people spend a lot of money to 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 purchase our product, and when we start having supply chain constraints um, that are literally like out of out of our hands, because we just have to sit and wait. You know, the I think China had its own lockdown again, probably. Uh, back in november december uh, which affected the the delivery of certain components to our other suppliers in india um it literally had all of us like this and then you have you know then you also have customers that you have to constantly try and reassure that i'm not stealing your money like your money is literally went into building this product but i'm just stuck and i have to send back certain products and Um, So it comes with its own journeys, like I said. Um, I hope I've answered and given you more.
0: Well, first of all, I want to let you know that five years ago, I had no intention of starting a podcast platform. So uh, you can see where I'm at these days with with the development uh, of my business, and it's challenging every single day. I I completely agree with you. Uh, Also, I think that when... I have conversations with entrepreneurs like yourself. You can read a story about what's happening with large publicly traded companies about essentially the same supply chain issues that come up for those companies in the in the news or hear it on the news, but you don't get the same kind of feeling in my experience uh, that you do when have, we have a con- I have a conversation like this with someone like yourself. So, let's leap forward in our minds and ask you to share your 10-year vision for an EV-based mobility future in Africa's fast-growing economies in to today's program
1: funny enough today I had a meeting and the meeting was about i had once presented something last year at uh, at an event and I spoke about I spoke about developing the value chain for electric vehicle uh, for electric vehicles in South Africa, for the west in South Africa, and how does it look like and And that's what I see. I see myself over the next ten years in the next ten years I'll be forty two years old. I see multiple products. I see ourselves morphing from being a automotive company to being a technology company where we are building the best technologies that are applied not only in electric vehicles but also in residential households. I see one in 10 vehicles in South Africa probably being mine that's on the road. Product that we built, you know, with the people that we we care about in mind. I see... Our own version of Singapore, you know, how Singapore has really developed its economy over fifty years was is amazing. It's it's, it's mind blowing. It's out of this world. I see the same thing. I see a smart city, and I really want to call it Scooter City. Okay. Um, <laughs> Fazile, I'm gonna have to stop you here because uh, we're just
0: about out of time I know we could go on for uh, for hours I love hearing these kinds of stories, but if you could let our followers know where online, they can learn more about scooter and other investment opportunities in South Africa's growing economy, and how can they get in touch with you to learn more about the topics that we've discussed in today's
1: episode? Uh, people can get a hold of me through um, our website, uh, www.greenscooterza.com. They can also send us an email, uh, admin at greenscooterza.com. Social media, people can also follow us, Scooter RSA. Um, then that's on all social platforms, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and and LinkedIn. So that's where we are. Um, that's where we mostly talking. And I mean, right now, um, if if you're an investor and you're looking at where is the next gold mine, it's pretty much back in Africa. <laughs> and <almost laughs> I agree. A, yeah, and, and that's because of the natural resources that are going into like there's no other unicorn that's I don't see it coming out of America or Europe. Um it's already hit the ceiling. At this point, unicorns are coming out of are coming out of Africa, and they're coming out of Africa fast. Lives are changing, economies of scale are shifting, and I mean, you look at right now in America, from a macroeconomic level perspective, um, it's getting a huge, a huge knock. Somehow, somehow, I was chatting about this thing with particularly individual that we don't get, we don't get hit, we don't get hit um, when the bear sneezes we don't catch a cold as much so
0: (laughs) listen thanks again fazile lamini and scooter for joining us today on the sustainable finance podcast we'll be back for a for a follow-up with you for sure before too long and to our followers join us again next week for another episode i'm paul ellis and this is the sustainable finance podcast